A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great revenge story that turns into getting a very nice free drink. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I'm so petty... We're so petty. So this one goes back years when I worked in the restaurant industry and my wife was in recruiting. So there I was, in a new city, and like everyone who moves to a new city, in a new job. I was fortunate enough to land a job at a very swanky hotel restaurant where all the servers are either aspiring actors or influencers. We'll leave it at that because any info we'll give away if you're in Canada. I was in a guard manager position in the kitchen and responsible for presentation of dishes and during busy rushes, I acted as an expediter between the kitchen and the food runners and servers. This is where the incident happened. Being new but fairly experienced, I was asking the chef to replate something because it was up a few minutes before another dish, which is fairly common practice. The server comes up to the pass and just starts talking to the chef saying, Where's table 19's tenderloin? Chef obviously ignored her, looking at me. That's where I politely interrupt her and say, Sorry about that. I asked him to hold it back because of the polenta for the other meal. That's where I was stopped. She looked at me sideways while still making eye contact with the chef, says, Why are you talking to me? I immediately apologized and excused myself to obviously continue with the busy dinner rush. Being new, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Turns out she was a pain, was getting let go fairly soon. Months pass, she was let go. Sitting on the couch with my wife helping her read resumes for this really well-paying job with a great future. You guessed it, guys. I had her resume in my hand. My wife knew of the incident from the day it happened. We both checked out the resume. She had the qualifications. But what resume? I didn't see any resume. I should mention this wasn't the only negative interaction with this person. There were quite a few between our first meeting and the sweet, sweet petty revenge. Honestly, while you're probably hating the job of having to go through all these resumes and look for people you think sound like a good applicant, it must be like hitting a gold mine to get a resume like this, have all those memories flood back, and know you can have the satisfaction of essentially just ripping their resume up right then and there. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I mix some cookie dough into my rude co-worker's hair. So this happened a few years ago when I was working at a Dairy Queen. It was the second job I've ever had, and I wasn't very experienced with much of anything, but making blizzards was surprisingly easy and actually kind of fun. Issue was my co-worker, let's call him Pillsbury. Pillsbury was a year or two younger than me, but because he worked there one month more than me, he had this attitude of being superior, despite having the personality of mosquito larva. He always would dawdle on tasks, take ages to reply to anything, and usually flirted with girls in the back while playing on his phone. Well, one day I noticed him subtly flicking bits of our cookie dough bits into another poor girl's hair, and because her hair was long and a bit wavy, she worked register, so not really any reason to tie it up. She didn't notice a thing. Well, I've had enough of this stereotypical jerk, 
so I started doing the same to his own dumb broccoli hair. You know, average white guy jerk cut that's been making the rounds lately. He also didn't notice anything until I accidentally flicked one right into his mouth after he unexpectedly turned around. He choked a little bit before getting all pissy with me, where I just shrugged and said, your fault for not noticing, at which point he seemed to catch on and pulled a wad of maybe 20 bits of dough from his hair. Fortunately, he's not smart and ended up dragging it all through his hair and making a huge mess. My wonderful manager came to me later that day and said, while it was hilarious and deserved, he watched everything almost on the cameras, he'd have to write me up. The girl apparently wasn't too mad about it because she wanted an excuse to get a pixie cut anyway, but nonetheless, his actions bothered me, so there we go. I just despise anybody that's willing to throw anything in another person's hair that's going to either get stuck, make a mess, I mean to be fair, it doesn't even have to make a mess, just anybody that throws anything in another person's hair is a terrible person. Our next story is, goaded my bully into hurting himself. This is a story from 8th grade, so like 2013. I was bullied by one kid for a few months at this point. It was only as much as knocking me into the halls and calling me names but this increased as we were put in a PE class together. Every day I was targeted. One day we had an odd exercise where we were taken to the weight room and given 30 seconds at a station or machine before rotating to the next. The rotation followed a pattern that put the bully directly behind me. At first, being self-conscious of how much weaker I was, I realized he would likely outdo me in weight. So I watched the clock and seconds before switching, I moved the weight higher than I could lift. Sure enough, at every machine, he raised the weight past where I had set it because he couldn't be outdone by me and my noodle arms. He had to stop near the end of the class because he pulled a muscle in his arm. I gave him a comment in passing that had something to do with him not being strong enough. I eventually told the right people, and he stopped harassing me, but this was a fun victory that I like to think back on from time to time. This is just a great one-up childhood story, a real underdog story back in class. I never had to deal with anything like this, but it definitely takes me back to having gym classes, and they actually had like a room full of equipment, and there was definitely a day where we had to go around finding our maxes on things. It felt pretty cool when I was able to actually max out the default leg press machine settings. Our next story is, my ex thought she was clever. I always did the maintenance on our exploder, Over the years, I purchased thousands of dollars of lifetime parts, brakes, radiator, alternator, etc. at The Zone. Shortly before my world imploded and I found myself divorced, my poor sploder was totaled. Fast forward a few months, I see that she has a new to her, same make and model. When she listed all the stuff it needed, calipers, radiator, you know, almost all of the lifetime parts I'd replaced on our old one. So I informed the zone that the vehicle associated with those parts was destroyed. Boy was she pissed when she found out that the zone wouldn't honor the lifetime warranty for the same parts on a different vehicle. Apparently they're not even supposed to replace the parts at all onto another vehicle and like the serial numbers have to match up and whatnot. But at the same time there's probably a lot of workers at different zones that probably don't care too much. Our next story is Lord of the Rings again? Have fun going through your whole DVD collection. My ex at the time loves Lord of the Rings, owns the extended edition for all three films and limited edition versions of the novels. Because I knew how much he loved them, I watched each extended version film four times with him over a time period of a month. 
So 36 hours approximately of my life was wasted on Lord of the Rings. No hate, but that X has ruined the films for me. My favorite movie is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I relate very much and the acting is superb. I wanted to watch the film again two months later and he said no and refused because we've already seen it. And I saw Red. We can watch my favorite movie two times, but we can watch the whole trilogy of yours four times and it's okay? It's not, so I hatched my plan. My ex also has an extensive DVD collection, around 70 to 80 movies, so I swapped each film out with a different one. Took me all day to put the cases back right. He was also a little OCD with his DVD organization, so I then moved around a few cases to freak with him. Guess who wasn't watching Lord of the Rings anytime soon? Freak you, David. It's kind of unrelated, but this just takes me back to the days of even having DVDs. I think I'd have to like really scramble hard to find like the Blu-rays that I'm still holding on to. Although, to be fair, I do have a lot of old school games. I mean, the PlayStation 2 is considered old school at this point, right? PS2, Xbox, GameCube, PS1. I guess I can't judge about people still holding on to DVDs when I've got a whole bookshelf full of video games. Our next story is, make me clean someone else's mess? I'll get your union involved. I worked as a security guard at a factory near home for 27 years. About my sixth year in, they had me working in an outbuilding at the shipping entrance. The building was shared with another set of contractors who were doing water testing. Those people would come in every quarter, I think it was, and make a mess out of the back half of the guard shack. Usually it was no big deal to just straighten it up a little bit, but One time they came in and made an absolute catastrophe of the back half of the shed. I just closed the door to that half and let it go. One day, the director of safety visited me in the guard shack, opened the door, and remarked on what a mess it was, and asked me how I could stand to be in the guard shack with that mess back there. I told him frankly, I closed the door and ignored. It's not my mess and I'm not a janitor. A couple of days later, my lieutenant told me that I was to clean the back half of the guard shack or they would get rid of me and put somebody over there who would clean it. Now, there were janitors in the factory, and they would visit me every day on their lunch, and then hide from work for another hour. So I decided that I would let them know what was going on by starting to clean just before they got there. Well, they decided then that they should be the ones to clean that area, but they weren't going to do it on their regular time. They should get overtime for it. The next day, the director of safety came over to the guard shack and told me to stop cleaning it. Somehow, the janitors never did straighten up the back room of the guard shack, but word got to the contractors to never leave it in such a mess again. Small and petty, I know, but it was the only power I had. In a situation like this where they're going to try to take advantage of you, you gotta wield whatever small power you have. Don't allow them to run you over and work you to the bone, doing things that are definitely not in your job description. Our next story is, don't want to pitch in? You don't reap the benefits. This only just happened today, but he doesn't know about it. Yet. So I, 20-year-old female, have a Barnes & Noble membership, which is about to expire. My first brother, referred to as Kay, brought up pitching in some money for the new membership that Barnes & Noble introduced, since most of my family uses my account to get the discount. My second brother, referred as L, didn't understand before Kay clarified. L said that he doesn't go often anyways and she can afford it. This phrasing bugged Kay, and eventually my parents, before I pitched in saying, the point is that everyone uses it. For context, my brothers do not have my membership card. 
because L doesn't live at home and K travels often. Since they don't have my membership card, they can just tell the cashier my phone number and the system will find my membership through that and get the discount. So for my little petty revenge, since L decided to be a smart butt, I changed my account phone number to my dad's instead, with his permission of course. So hopefully when he does go in and tells them my phone number, the system won't find it. Now it's just the waiting game until he realizes. Well, I hope the software that runs the Barnes & Noble loyalty membership program works efficiently to just immediately update the phone numbers of all these accounts that get switched over. The only annoyance here is it's a waiting game and you still might not find out regardless because they have to basically inform you that there's a problem. They might just say, oh, we can't find a number there and they go, oh, okay, well. Our next story is kick my family out, enjoy the smell. A few years ago, my family, wife, and kids went to a new country for a couple weeks and had booked a rather nice Airbnb. It cost $4,000 for two weeks, so it better be nice. Anyhow, we were offered the services of the housekeeper at $20 a day. After three days, I decided to call her and have her come, but right away, I got a weird feeling from her. So I told her to just clean for a couple hours and I would pay her for the whole day. I didn't want her in the house when we weren't there. Well, that ticked her off, so she told the owners we had ruined the place and caused a bunch of damage. They immediately emailed me and said we needed to get out and they were calling the cops on us and weren't refunding us. Feeling vulnerable in another country with a family to protect isn't a fun situation, but luckily we secured a motel nearby. Major downgrade, but had availability. After arguing back and forth with the owner via email, I told the host we wouldn't leave, and they would have to get the cops to come unless someone came and brought me a cash refund. So lo and behold, a property manager shows up, actually ended up being my neighbor a few months later, and walks through the property. He can't find anything wrong with it, calls up the owners and has a big argument with them, pays me the refund, and then cancels the owners as a client. He said he had never seen someone so crazy as these owners. So where's the petty revenge? Well, what the property manager didn't know is that I left a bunch of sausages in the toilet tanks. So by the time the owners come back, I'm pretty sure the place will stink to high heaven. Small victories. Just imagine how long it's going to take them to try to find the source of that stink before they ever think to open the toilet tank and look in there. How much do you guys want to bet that they might try to just put up with it and try to mask it for a while before they ever actually discover where it's truly coming from? This next story is, try and cut the queue for the bus? Fine, enjoy standing. So I'm currently sat on the bus with an extra smug look on my face, being glared at as I type this mini story. So as people know about the British, we're known for our queuing etiquette and do not appreciate being cut in front of. Now I have just finished a 10 hour shift at work and was waiting at the bus station for my bus to go home. I had been waiting at the stop for around about half an hour and was at the front of the queue resting myself against some railings scrolling through my phone. Well, as the bus arrives and I push myself off of the railings and walk to the bus, a stroller quite literally almost knocks me off of my feet and shoves past me to get on the bus, followed by two more strollers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Rollers from the same family. Now, I could have just grumbled and let it go because, hey, we're all getting on the same bus, right? But no, not me. So in my pure petty nature... I walk around these people to be the first person on the bus, sitting myself in one of those priority seats in front of the wheelchair area where I knew these people would put their strollers, and then I waited. So as this convey of strollers came on the bus and finally squeezed their strollers with children on the bus, they realized that I and my bag had occupied their seats, and an elderly gentleman had occupied the seats on the other side. Whoopsie. They then decided to ask slash demand that I move from my seat so they could sit down, to which I responded with a smile, I'm sorry, you should have gotten on the bus sooner, then put my headphones on and blasted the sweet tunes of the kinks. Big fan of Waterloo sunset and sunny afternoon. So as stated, these ladies are stood there glaring at me as I write this post and enjoy the sweet tunes of revenge. And remember, do not cut a cue in the UK. Say it with me, nobody likes a line cutter. There's nothing worse when you're in a line and somebody decides, well, I'm the main character, I'm important enough to go right to the front. Unless you have a legitimate reason to be doing that, I will always have some choice words for those kinds of people. Our next story is, he deserved it. Let me paint a picture. It was the end of the school year and finals were due. I was randomly partnered up with probably the biggest jerk in my class. We both were assigned to do different parts of the project. We each were supposed to do half of it, but he wanted different. He never did any work. The type of person to bully the nerd for them to do his homework. Let's call him AS. A whole student? Of course, AS did nothing and told me to do both parts. So I did. I put my name on everything he was supposed to do. And at the end of the presentation, the teacher asked, Why is your name on everything? AS started getting red. Uh, because I did it, AS did nothing. After class, the teacher had a talk with us and asked for proof. I showed the teacher everything. This was on a Google slide and I made a physical presentation as well. AS was supposed to do the physical presentation. Every piece of cardboard and diagram had my name on it. I showed the teacher that my account had been the only one to edit the slides. AS obviously denied it, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm not the one repeating social studies. This is the main caveat of group projects, there's almost always going to be a slacker. Whether it's just two people, whether it's four or more people, there's always somebody that never pulls their end. And in fact, like, I've been in a number of group projects where it seems like nobody wants to do anything, and in fact it seems like a lot of those times we just didn't do it. This next story is, I enacted petty revenge on my coworker's chair. At my work, there's this one lady that's one of the pettiest, rudest people I've ever had to work with. She's been written up and sent to HR multiple times for discrimination and racist remarks, such as referring to her white self as a S-driver and saying the N-word in front of our black co-workers, and has shared personal information about them that is racially charged in nature. 
She's also discriminated against our ethnic housekeepers and tried to get them fired over the smallest thing. She also gossips openly about others to one other woman that is just as toxic as she is. So about the chair, it is broken, legit rickety, loose, and has pitched people onto the floor before and hurt someone's back who has a spinal fusion. Maintenance has tried to fix it, but it's beyond repair, and they suggested we just get rid of it. A group decision was then made to get rid of the chair due to it being a hazard, and it was marked for removal and set to go to the dumpster. The next morning, this lady shows up and went searching for this broken chair and went all over the building to find it and brings it back. I told her that we were throwing it away because it's broken and it hurt someone's back last night. She said, no, I need this chair. It's the only one I like. I told her that that chair has caused people to fall before and she laughed and said, that's funny. It doesn't bother me though. My manager told her we can't have broken equipment on the unit if it's a safety risk. And then she proceeded to have another tantrum saying, I only ask for this one thing, is that too much to ask? And stated that if we wanted to get rid of it, that the office has to buy her a special chair just for her. My manager told her that wouldn't happen, and for now, she has to lock it up when she's off shift so no one gets hurt. Mind you, we have plenty of chairs that are just as or more comfortable, newer, and are more ergonomic than that stupid chair. Her reason for liking it was that it raises up high enough for her desk, which all of our other chairs do. She doesn't have any known or reported medical issues that would require a broken chair, and she's made it well known that she knows people hate it, and that's part of why she likes it. Following some more of her typical behavior towards the rest of the staff in the last few weeks, and yet another HR case being opened, I decided to use this week when she's on leave as an opportunity to make sure that that thing is finally disposed of. With the help of housekeeping, that thing is now gone forever. So considering I assume this takes place in some kind of office, considering that chair is broken, wouldn't that be nothing but a liability for that company to allow her to keep using that? Shouldn't the managers have put their foot down and said, no, we cannot allow you to continue to use broken equipment at work here? This next story is messing with inconsiderate neighbors. I live in an apartment building that is oddly designed to say the least. My bedroom window directly faces the bedroom window of another apartment with about six feet between them. Problem is, the windows have no soundproofing and my bedroom window buddies across the way have the loudest, you know what, I've ever heard. Like I can hear it through noise canceling headphones type of loud. And those headphones completely drowned out fireworks being set off in the parking lot next door on the 4th of July. I have insomnia and they've woken me up and interrupted that moment right before I fall asleep with these awful sounds. Like, go for it, but stop screaming the whole time and telling daddy how he's doing for all to hear. They also keep a ridiculous amount of crap in the hallway. A stack of shoeboxes as tall as me and probably 10 shoeboxes long. Dog food, food odor powder, about 20 more pairs of shoes not in boxes, cleaning stuff, a whole freaking side table and more. It's disrespectful and they're crappy people. They do more inconsiderate things than what I'm sharing. Because of the insomnia and the fact that I'm moving out soon, I decided to be a bit mischievous. I made sure there were no doorbell cams and the building doesn't have cameras, and now a few times a week when I can't sleep, I walk down the hall in the middle of the night and move some things around and kind of hide at least one thing. All very subtle. 
I hope it makes them question their sanity when things aren't where they left them. If I see foot odor powder on the windowsill again, I'm chucking that crap out the window without hesitation. OP first wrote food odor powder and I was like, what is that? But when OP later clarified it was foot odor powder, that made a lot more sense and was also a lot more disgusting. Our next story is unwanted wind that made me the jerk? I'm a student at an art uni and we were given a group project, teams of four. The task was to make visual effects for a dance act. Fair enough. Problem was that out of four people, only me and let's call her Judy actually worked on the project. The teacher was strict and she didn't know what she wanted out of us. That meant a lot of visual changes and work in general, done by me and Judy entirely. The grade was the same for all in the team. All that mattered was the quality of the end project. Towards the end, me and Judy decided to give some small tasks to Kevin and Ashley, other two members, just so we could say that they helped and they would also pass the subject. Mind you, this project was meant to replace the exam. In the final week before the deadline, Kevin had decided he had enough, after not doing anything, and went back to his hometown. Ashley failed the small task miserably and didn't contribute to anything in the end. Fast forward to the end of the uni semester, and the teacher knew that there were slackers in each team. Now, I didn't plan to snitch on my colleagues. You do you, it's fine by me. But the teacher proposed a new exam for all of us if we wouldn't tell her who actually worked the project and who didn't. If we would tell her, she would give us the new exam only to the slackers, and I snitched. With countless other exams, this was the last thing I wanted because of someone's laziness. Now, while I'm happy that karmic justice has fallen upon Kevin, I'm also seen as a snitch. Honestly, I think they kind of deserved it. Like, I don't think you really can be the jerk for snitching in this situation. When it comes to your academics, you don't need to have a bad experience here and struggle just because you're afraid of telling the truth. This is just another highlight of how group projects can be a terrible idea. I just hope in situations where teachers do give group projects, they try to be understanding when things like this don't work out. This next story is Small Win. January of 2020, my partner and I and a mutual friend moved into an old house that was for rent. Beautiful heritage house, cheap too because it wasn't furnished and the paint needed work, no garage or carport. We adapted to the place fairly quickly in the first few weeks. Sometimes we would chat with our landlady, sweet, kind, considerate, and showed interest in my wife's work, a painter. Lockdown happened and we got stuck there. Crap, there's no washing machine or dryer yet. Had to hand wash all our stuff and air dry them. Landlady was very helpful, provided us with clothespins and allotted us space in the yard for our clothes. Here comes her husband, the landlord. He would turn off our water supply after we'd filled the drums he provided for us. Okay, doable, but annoying. Then, at times, there was no running water for two weeks, and we really had to budget our water. He said he doesn't know why, but he has control of the main valve. Tried complaining to the local council, but they were too busy with the pandemic. We toughed it out for six months, until restrictions on lockdowns loosened. I was sitting on the porch, just enjoying the view of the garden on a good morning. Landlord sits beside me and tells me stories of how he built the house with his father. Inspiring stuff. The way he ended it, though, was the last snarky remark he made. Look at this house. It's making me money while you young ones don't have a house and are hard up. Well, no buying a house anytime for you soon, though, given how low you rent this place for me. I just said, yeah, 
and continued to enjoy the view. The very next day, I turned in my two weeks notice to the landlady. We were moving out. The landlord came out of his house and asked why we were moving out. I said, oh, I was having my house built while we were here. It's done now. The look on his face was indescribable. A minor win, but the satisfaction was great. Now, what I'm unclear on is did OP actually have this house being made, or did they just say that to be like revengeful? I'm assuming they probably did because otherwise, if they were living in a situation like that, it would be because they were in dire straits. That said, our next story is, thanks for the drink. My wife and I co-own a stone countertop shop. She runs day-to-day operations, is the face of the company, and while I work a full-time job but will do paperwork and IT on the weekends, I'll also come in as needed to be an extra pair of hands. I need to mention our looks because it's relevant. I'm not a 10. I'm an early 40s bald dad bod type. I've aged like milk. My wife, on the other hand, has aged like wine. Between a love of fashion and fitness, she's a beautiful woman. We joke that our business does so well because she's contractor bait. This past Thursday, there was a load of new showroom material being delivered. I had scheduled to be at the shop to help unload the new, move out the old, and do a deep clean. Around 3.30pm, a contractor came in to drop off a check and then discuss a new project. He's chatting up my wife, being friendly, etc. I'm just hired to help him, but I notice the way he stares at her butt as she walks around. And then he blatantly looks down her shirt when she's at the front desk writing up paperwork. I just shake my head. He's there for 20 minutes or so and leaves. About the same time I finish cleaning up and go to head home. She has to run payroll for Friday and then make a bank run, so we go our separate ways. Since I have time to kill, I hit the local bar for a beer before driving home. Guess who's there? The contractor. I sit near him because most seats are taken, and he notices my company shirt. He chats me up. Pretty quickly, he mentions my wife. I don't know how you can work for her. I'd be harder than those countertops seeing her walk around all day. I said, yeah, I guess she's pretty cute. Pretty cute? That's the type of woman that could drain my bank account and it would be worth every penny. It goes like this for a bit when he asks if I know what she likes to drink. I say I'm not sure, but when we do happy hours, she usually gets a vodka soda or something like that. My wife hates vodka. She loves gin. So imagine my surprise when she comes home from the shop the next day with a handle of Tito's vodka from a friendly contractor. Apparently she did a great job on the last project and he wanted to say thanks. I'm typing this post on Sunday morning, enjoying a Bloody Mary with that man's generous vodka gift. OP apparently also told their wife later about the story itself, and she said she always felt he was a touch creepy. So hey, happy to milk this total jerk's wallet dry. Well, not really, but hey, nice to take something, right? I mean, if you have to put up with his creepiness, at least he slightly made it a little bit better at the very end, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.